My name is Maria Alejandrina Coates, and you're listening to the Root and Stem podcast, a podcast exploring issues and stories in STEAM education. Today we are talking about data. The ways in which data is increasingly collected and used in daily life has become an important subject to consider. With the growth of big tech and an increased use of data-driven AI, closely examining the ethics of data is fundamental. On this episode of the Root and Stem podcast, we feature an interview with Robin Rowe, who is one of many working towards creating and implementing ethical frameworks for data governance. Robin is the Indigenous Data Team Lead at Health Data Research Network Canada and also a research associate in the School of Rural and Northern Health at Laurentian University. We spoke to her on March 11, 2021, the first anniversary of the World Health Organization declaring the COVID outbreak a pandemic. Exactly one year earlier, Robin was flying to Australia. A year ago today, I was actually flying to Australia for uh, actually a Research Data Alliance conference. And um, I, ha- I was like, this time I'm bringing my daughter, my, at the time she was nine months, just shy of nine months, and my husband, and we were going to Australia for 10 days. Um, we arrived in Australia just in time to find out that the conference was canceled and that um, Canada and my supervisor and my, um, my department and my university and my family and friends were calling me home. Within 24 hours of landing halfway around the world, she and her family returned to Canada. As an Indigenous researcher in healthcare, she worked with her PhD supervisor, Dr. Jennifer Walker, to quickly shift gears and find ways of supporting Indigenous communities. The lasting effects of colonialism, including household overcrowding, lack of access to clean water, and inequitable access to healthcare and primary care providers, means that Indigenous communities were at a much greater risk of being affected by COVID-19. Data, in this case, could be important to affect policy change, leverage funding, and support communities. However, another lasting impact of colonialism is that Indigenous communities have been left out of the ethically necessary conversations on how their data is collected, interpreted, and controlled. Robin and Dr. Walker wanted to change that by pushing for Indigenous data sovereignty. We talked to Robin more about this idea and how it is part of a global effort towards Indigenous self-determination. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and your work and your research interests? Really, the work that I do is around Indigenous data sovereignty and Indigenous data governance, and it's it's uh, really grounded in kind of an advocacy role where I'm actively trying to bring bring forward and advance the conversation to to borrow knowledges from people who are advancing Indigenous data sovereignty in. Um, international spaces like the United States and Australia, New Zealand, and kind of bring some of that conversation back to Canada. When we talk about Indigenous data sovereignty, um, before going into into 
um, what sovereignty means. I was wondering, um, you know, what data means to you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so indigenous data is really, it's really a conversation about um, more than just the typical quantitative numerical way that we perceive information. And it's, it's about anything and everything um, that can be translated or digitized that has to do with an in, in, in impact, sorry, Indigenous lives at the individual or collective levels. And so that can include information about our lands, our territories, our histories, our traditions, um, whether or not those traditions and histories are oral, you know, things that can be passed down in one way or another. Healthcare data in particular really, you know, those are stories about our family, our friends, and our ancestors. Even if you're looking back at information relating to the health of nations or Indigenous people from many, many years ago, those are our ancestors. And so those those data tell stories. And so um, information that, that affects us, that encompasses Indigenous data. Yeah, that's really interesting in terms of, you know, data is is not just what you consider as, you know, kind of uh, computerized knowledge, but it really has this relationship to to stories and, and, and tying back to health of the community as a whole. And how does Indigenous um, data sovereignty fit into that, that concept of data? Yeah, yeah. So Indigenous data sovereignty is... Um, is about advancing the inherent rights of indigenous nations. And so around the world, um, there are movements that are happening that are advancing indigenous priorities at uh, data levels. And and in Canada, you know, that dates back to the doctrine of discovery, where colonialism is really just about um, legitimizing European expansion. And all of those factors have impacted um, our healthcare systems, our education systems, our community infrastructure, government, social supports, all of those pieces are impacted by the systemically rooted colonial history. We, we hear often, and particularly as a First Nations woman, we, you know, will hear things about the disparaging rates of many health, um, health factors. And often those conversations are excluding the the distal factors the deeply rooted factors the historical contexts that have created the environments where the data in health is being collected and then and then analyzed and reported on and then to go a step further to your question um, indigenous data governance then is the way in which we actively work to assert our sovereignty. So mechanisms that are put in place either um, internationally or um, nationally, locally, provincially, in communities, you know, all of those those governance mechanisms are the ways in which we continue to advance our sovereignty so that the stories that are told from our data are resonant of our our existence, our our truth as Indigenous peoples, as the, um, you know, inherent and original peoples of, you know, Turtle Island. So, in terms of the system that that are the these kind of mechanisms that you're talking about, um, so I've 
I know that you've uh, uh, done some work on the care principles for indigenous data governance. Um, and I was wondering if you can talk about those principles, if you can just tell me a little bit more about that. My thesis supervisor, uh, Dr. Jennifer Walker, is, I owe so much of my passion work to work that she was um, letting me get involved with, and that was around sovereignty. And one of the things that I was, I was blessed with was actually traveling with her um, to an international data conference through the Research Data Alliance in Gaberone, Botswana. Um, in 2018, um, a group of us who were really advocating for um, advancements in, in Indigenous data governance, um, we were there listening to what are called the FAIR principles. Um, they're really kind of like mainstream data principles, and it relates to data that is findable, accessible, interoperable, and reproducible. Um, and so the FAIR data principles were really, you know, they, they were meant to, created to advance things like AI and um, big data and, you know, like the science behind data to help um, ensure that data was easily accessible, easily um, uh, interoperable, and that it could be replicated very quickly. And what was missing from a lot of these conversations that we realized was that the FAIR principles were missing a, a key component. And, uh, and, and that key component was um, a people and purpose oriented approach. And so uh, the care principles were actually born from discussions around, okay, we all kind of put down like, what are we doing in our different countries? What kind of frameworks do we have in our different countries? And then we started to weave together what that looked like. And so that was where the care principles um, were generated was during those discussions. And so the care principles for Indigenous data governance, they are reflective of um, collectivity, authority, relationships, and ethics around um, Indigenous data. And so uh, when we're talking about Indigenous data, it's about where does the data exist in the world? Who is collecting it? Why is it being collected? What research are you doing with that information? And and for who who is it for? And so um, through the, the model of um, the care principles and kind of putting those in place into existing data ecosystems that include things like the FAIR principles, what you start to create is an image of um, Indigenous priorities that recognize that if data is not being gathered, shared, used, um, interpreted for and by Indigenous people, then, then it's time to reflect on the data ecosystems that are, you know, currently many data ecosystems that are housing and just using data. And so, um, yeah, that's that's kind of where the care principles were, were bred from. So they're really reflecting um, advancing Indigenous innovation, advancing Indigenous self-determination, and uh, designed to complement the FAIR principles to encourage uh, open data to consider the idea of people and purpose. Right, um, and putting yeah, and putting indigenous communities at the center of that of that use, and making sure that it, you know, that that the understanding of who it benefits goes back to 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 indigenous communities and who produced that data um, in the first place and who owns mm -hmm. that data. 
it's even actually, sorry, it's even actually more radical than that. Um, you know, it's, it's more radical than the idea of just putting Indigenous people at the center. The, you know, the real intention of Indigenous state of sovereignty is that Indigenous nations um, uh, find the, the ways in which they choose to self-determine and assert um, their, their rights over all data ecosystems. And however that, that looks, you know, individual nations may choose to keep their data in, in larger mainstream data ecosystems. Some will want to keep it locally. Others are finding ways to um, create, you know, like First Nations or Métis Inuit, indi like specific Indigenous-based um, data spaces where data is collected and stored. And so it looks different for different nations, but it's, it's, it's about nations taking lead how the Indigenous data governance framework and the care principles um, are kind of working in relation with uh, COVID-19 data and the, the most recent health concerns that are coming out of that, especially for, for Indigenous communities. Um, so yeah, and if you've done any work in that, in, in that area. One of the things that was really scary at that time was that we were looking back at 2001. First Nations were impacted so so much by h1n1 when you apply this biomedical lens to a pandemic um what you're forgetting is that indigenous nations are already experiencing higher disparities in health and you know before the pandemic even began and we knew that this time we needed to be better prepared and so we just went our entire team went into full covid response um, gear basically and we were writing grant applications in order to respond to the priorities and um, we were I, I believe almost completely unsuccessful on every one of our applications but that didn't matter we kept doing the work right because we made a commitment to our nations and so um, having a strong network of Indigenous data ecosystems to back you in order to be able to do that work effectively, especially in the middle of a pandemic, uh, is something that has been really, really essential, I think, to making sure we could we could do our best. I haven't done a lot of work specifically on COVID, but I have written about ideas of um, sovereignty and survivance. This idea that survivance is more than simply surviving. It's not about First Nations just living till the next day and getting through another pandemic because this has been, you know, hundreds of years of pandemics that First Nations have survived through, but that we survived through them with our cultures and our values and our integrity and our relationships and our languages, many of them still intact. And so that's the the backing to um, what survivance is really about. And so um, I think we're just continuing that. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to hear more from us, please rate, review, or subscribe to our podcast at Apple and Spotify. And check out our publication, Root and Stem, at pingua.com. <laughs>